Robert, we're, we're, we're talking about, um, I suppose, um, on an online course here from an Irish charity to to help patients understand how how the Irish uh, the, the health system works. Um, funny thing, it's something that I've never thought of. But but um, what's the story on this? Well, it's run by an organisation called IPOSI, mm. and mm. they represent uh, pharmaceutical organisations, academic as well as patients. And okay. their main objective is to get the patient in the middle of medicines and therapy development. They want us there from the very, very beginning. Hmm. So IPOSI is connected with UPATI, which is a European organization, which does the same thing on a European scale. Okay. And okay. they have training programs, both UPATI and IPOSI, on how to become a patient expert. Okay. So these training programs are, they teach us, you know, you think you know the medicine system, like mm. you know your doctor, you mm. know the hospital, mm. and you're aware of that. But how does a medicine come from an idea and eventually become something that is going to be available in the pharmacy? Okay. And this is really important at the moment when we're talking about COVID and vaccines. Yeah. What is that process? How, do you, how does it work? Okay. And I'm in the middle of doing the UPATI course at the moment. I'll be finished in March. And it is actually teaching me how it goes from the idea to actual medicine and how difficult it is along the way, all the checks and balances that are put in mm. place mm. to make sure that a product, a medical product, is developed in an ethical way and that it is safe for the patient and that it actually does something for the patient. Yeah, because it's very, very important. Because obviously, obviously, from to get from, um, you know, if it's a plant extract or something like that, to to move to um, tablet form or injection form or whatever, um, there has to be trials. But there also has to be people who work who 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 are nearly the guinea pigs in those trials in a way, you know. Well, it, it even actually goes further back than that. So for I'm going to give you an example. I'm working in the university as a research assistant on a trial about a new cognitive therapy for people with MS. Okay. Now, there's two parts of this. You have the, the researchers who have to put together the research to see whether this therapy works. Okay? Mm -hmm. Those researchers... I am one of them. So as the program is developed, the way that we it is going to be taught to the people with MS, the environment that they're going to be taught in, the materials that they have, the words that are used, I am part of the team that develops that. And then that program is given to, as you would say, the guinea pigs, the people who they test it out to see if it works. Mm. On. Mm. So... What, what IPOSI is trying to do and UPATI, we're trying to get more people with illnesses at that very beginning stage of research when it's just an idea in somebody's head. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it must be, you know, from, from, from a personal point of view, it must be hugely interesting for you because obviously, you know, there's possibly an end goal in sight. 
good for me in several ways. So first of all, from, say, a mental health point of view, mm. when you have a chronic illness or condition, you feel like you've been robbed of your ability to do anything in life. It mm. has been stolen away from you. Mm. But what I'm able to do now is I'm using my illness as a catalyst so that I can help change the experience for other people. Okay. So yeah. now my, my illness is becoming an asset to me. And I'm able to get involved in projects and developing new things that are going to be of benefit to a lot of other people. And that's yeah. hugely motivating. It me, gives me a reason in the morning to say, okay, I'm going to hop out of bed today and I'm going to try and get something done. So that's one aspect of how it's positive as a, an experience. And which is which is which is actually huge. It, it it really is, and I'm, for example, there's another project that uh, I'm working on. Uh, it was with the HSE. They have appointed me to their patient and public involvement uh, panel for new research and development that's going to happen within the HSE. Okay. Now that's a fantastic thing that I that the. Uh, HSE is going to, within its own people and within its resources, is going to have re, uh, research that hopefully will make the HSE more efficient, operating better, but also they can develop new therapies and maybe new therapeutics, new medicines to help patients within our HSE. That would be a fantastic thing. But they also want to make sure that patients are involved from the very beginning because, mm. for example, if somebody did research on uh, do people with multiple sclerosis trip, right? Mm -hmm. That, for somebody with MS, would say, well, we don't need to do that because we know we trip. Mm. What we'd mm. like to do is if you could do some research in why we trip. Yes. That yeah. would be more useful. Yeah. So you, we want to make the research relevant. It needs to be yes. of benefit yes. to the ultimate user of us, of that therapy and it has to improve their quality of life and if it's only yeah. very marginal or on the outskirts maybe the research effort should be put in somewhere that is going to have a much more dramatic effect yeah it's 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 an interesting concept and do you think that you know the very fact that we're in we're in in COVID at the moment and and you know there's the more maybe people looking at technology and stuff like that do you think that that will make the HSE now it's a hypothetical question in a way uh, do you think that will make the HSE uh, more person centred rather than the model we have at present I think it's the first step in it yeah. absolutely yeah. Um, and but it's it, like this is really really new from the point of view of research research has been very paternalistic mm. it's somebody saying this is what I think is a, going to be a benefit to you. You don't need to tell me anything about yourself. Mm. I have decided that this is what you're going to do. Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah. to, yeah. to yes. turn it around, yes. you know, yes. it, it is me, the patient, saying, this is what I want. Yeah, yeah. Can you give it to me? Yes. So it's, it's putting, the, it's putting the patient to the center, really, of, of the whole process. Yes. And it, that only happens step by step. It's not something that happens overnight. Absolutely. And yeah. it's a continuum that it happens in, but it's more and more often and it's more and more visible. So, for example, there's a pharmaceutical company recently that I was 
working on a project where they wanted to come up with ideas for apps for um, patients. And we had a whole load of ideas. And now we're actually starting to develop an app. And I'm part of the team talking to the IT people, talking to the uh, people who would be using the app. I am part of that team okay. from the very, very beginning. And I'm the first person this in that particular company that um, it's the first time they've had a patient at the beginning of the process. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with uh, in my job in the university. I was the first patient that is an employee of the university on their payroll for a research project. First one as a patient. Okay. So it's just showing how things are changing. Mm-hmm. But isn't it wonderful mm-hmm. that now patients are going to have more of an input in where the development of medicines is going to be and hopefully be more relevant and it will improve the quality of life of those patients immeasurably. Well, Robert, uh, fair play to you. It's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a pleasure, actually, you know, to have you on the radio and uh, to talk about this kind of stuff because you articulate your, your point of view so well and, um, you know, I, I wish you well with it now as well and I think it's 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 probably the way to go and um look um good luck with it and you know possibly again we we'll catch up with you again in the future and see how things are going into the future as well, you know? So ju- just for your listeners, IPOSI is starting their new training program. Um okay. they're looking for applicants at the moment. And uh, if you check up IPPOSI.ie uh, you'll find them and there, this is the training program and it's free okay. now it's a year long program it's a good bit of effort uh, but it's well well worth it if you feel as a person with an illness that you want to share your story to the medicines development system okay listen thanks a million thank you very right. much take care of yourself take care of you Brendan thank All you right. very much God bless you good luck bye 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 you're listening to Community Matters, sponsored by Connemara Credit Union Limited. Uh, now with me on the phone, I have uh, Derek Mitchell, um, Chief Executive Officer with the Irish Platform for Patients, Science and Industry. Derek, you're very welcome to Connemara Community Radio. Thanks, Brendan. Lovely to be on. And, and of course, we, we, we spoke to uh, Robert Joyce earlier on, um, who is a patient involved in, in the research uh, around the, the, the whole area of the platform for patients. And, and I suppose looking at the, the whole area of really um, putting the, the patient into the process of developing the drug that actually helps them, if that's the right way to say it. It is the right way to say it. It's the perfect way. And it's it's actually hugely relevant in in the current environment where even today, we saw the government uh, releasing a list of prioritised pa- groups of patients uh, for the ultimate rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine. Yes, so yes. Um, uh, an awful lot of patients are, I, I think, very curious about mm. how not just vaccines, but I think medicines and medical devices uh, are developed and made available to mm. patients. Um, and so we've devised and designed, uh, together with a number of uh, academic partners um, and also state agencies, we've devised a patient education program. 
that gives the people who maybe are not getting enough information about this Mm. what I would call just enough education to perform. <laughs> yes. So you, yes. you, you learn, a, you learn a, a little bit about maybe the, the terminology that's used, the agencies that are in place to protect mm. primarily patients from any um, uh, safety or, or, yes. uh, yeah. or, or, or other adverse events, um, but are also in place to make sure that whatever products are being uh, made available to patients, that they do what they say they do and are effective uh, in the real world. So it's, uh, it's a growing area of rel- relevance to, our, to Irish patients, um, none more so than the current environment. But interestingly enough, it's interesting that I'm on uh, Connemara Radio where the likes of Robert uh, and other Galway uh, patients have really been leading the charge in Ireland for mm. patients wanting to get more involved in this process, that it's not enough maybe to know a little bit more. But once you once you know a little bit more, um, certainly the patients that we work with, they do want to get involved. And increasingly, there are opportunities to get involved. So mm. that's another reason why our patient education program has proved very popular. And do you think from, from, from your own, um, you know, your own point of view, um, the very fact that it is maybe just just uh, to say patient centered program, um, does that quicken the process to the end game? It's a very good question. Um, whether it speeds up the process, uh, I think the ultimate impact of pa- what you might call patient centeredness mm. um, would probably be in the way that decisions are made along the way. So we've seen the impact of patient involvement in this process from a cost effectiveness. So there's savings to be made in terms of maybe decisions that uh, maybe weren't made but would have been made if a patient had been involved that would have saved either companies or researchers going down the wrong route. Um, We've seen it from the point of view of uh, maybe the prioritization of certain research areas, be it from a research funding. So certainly from our perspective, the impact of having patients involved in the research and development would mm. uh, be to improve the quality of the process. Okay. So not just in terms of the quality of the decision-making along it, mm. um, or indeed of the um, the standard of ultimate either product or uh, innovation that comes out of it. Um, but by engaging patients as early as possible in it, you, you make, you ultimately develop products that are much more relevant to what patients ultimately want to see, rather than maybe what uh, academics or scientists or, or indeed industry mm. want to see. Yeah, I think, you know, speaking to Robert earlier on, he, he spoke about, um, you know, rather than, you know, the, 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 the process being targeted towards them, it is targeted with, you know, it, the process comes with them. And it, it's probably, um, it probably makes an awful lot of sense, really. It certainly does, and um, within the the within the research community, uh, within the industry, the pharmaceutical industry, there is a huge acknowledgement that they need to move towards this 
this area or, mm. or this way of working. Mm. But it's a new way of working for an awful lot of those who have been doing this for many years. Yes. So it's it's a slow process. Yes. But uh, it's one that that's, uh, I think that the decision makers, importantly the funders, yes. are constantly uh, moving towards this this direction, both okay. in terms of the research that they're willing to fund and and they have evaluation processes to look at that, mm. uh, but also in terms of the, the industry, that there is certainly a, a good deal of what you would call waste that goes on in the development process um, that could be avoided if you have patients engaged at the earliest possible stage and engaged all the way through the process. Yeah. So that that those points at which the the wastage actually happens is is somewhat prevented. Okay, okay. No, I I think the, you know, when you when you look at at it from, um, you know, when it's put out in front of you, um, it makes perfect sense that if you are going to develop a program, uh, for a person with whatever whatever um. You know, whatever they've got, you know, through life, whether it's MS or whether it's whatever, um, that you involve them straight through, and it's it makes it it just makes perfect sense, really. It does, and and like anything, um, the devil is sometimes in the detail. So um, when when you when you get into this process. Um, it can it can seem quite daunting in the first instance. I mean, you, we probably hear the, uh, every day now about clinical trials, phase three trial results, and what what the what the, the EMA or the FDA is going to approve mm. according to safety and efficacy and things like that. So there's there's terminology out there that people can feel maybe unfamiliar with. But when you get into it, and 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 it is a kind of a language that you learn. Mm. Um, but once you do learn it, uh, the benefits are, 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 are realized in ways that maybe people had never imagined. Yes. So we've people come through our program and because we've set it up in a way that uh, really focuses on those opportunities uh, for patients to get involved and, and grows out from that point, rather than giving people a huge degree of uh, information and terminology that can really overwhelm people, yes. um, that we start with those opportunities, that pe- people actually um, really embrace it and and use the knowledge in ways that we ourselves never actually uh, envisaged or imagined that they would do. So, so there's a hugely empowering part uh, of mm. the program that comes from, yes, the, the knowledge, but from everybody who's been through the program. Uh, it's it's often meeting with the other patients and patient advocates yes. and carers yeah. and family members who maybe are in a completely different uh, area or a disease, but they have really common uh, challenges and objectives. And it's that that sense of um, togetherness, that sense of community that that builds in the in the classroom almost. Um, that's one of the greatest benefits of doing the program. So we find that the the, what you might find as defined as the student cohort, that we find that um, the the groups actually come together as a, as a network and start sharing experiences and start getting involved in different types of activities and, in, and involvement opportunities. And really, the, it becomes almost part of their, their everyday lives. And it's wonderful to see. 
Well, Lucas, um, thanks a million for coming on with us. I mean, it, it is, uh, I think it makes perfect sense. And, and from talking to Robert, um, I think from his perspective, it makes perfect sense. So well done. Um, and look, you know, we, we, we possibly might get the two of you on again, uh, maybe further along the line to, to, to follow up on this, if you don't mind. That that would be no problem. Um, the what I might actually two sure. things um, yeah, I might absolutely. mention. So, yeah. um, all the information about the program is on our website, and that's at ippoi.ie. Mm-hmm. And 